listening to Trade Entrepreneur, the show for business owners by business owners. I'm your host, David Sudworth, and welcome to this week's show. It's great to have you back here on the Trade Entrepreneur podcast. We're getting into the second week of January now, and I hope all your news resolutions are still intact. <laughs> um, mine are at the moment. It's probably the last time I'll ever mention it because probably it'll go downhill next week. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's um, been a busy start to the year uh, for us at Mr. Such in the Sweep, uh, dealing with quite a lot of the uh, aftermath of Christmas and the run up to it, which has regular listeners will know is a, a busy time in the chimney sweeping industry. So we've got a lot of customers who wanted to get in before Christmas, but, but for one reason or another, they uh, they weren't able to. It's, if, funnily enough, this year I've noticed, compared to the last couple of years, the availability of customers has shifted a lot. I think, obviously, as we were coming out of the pandemic, more people were working from home. And as such, the availability was a lot more flexible. This winter, I know the uh, the office team has mentioned to me just how how difficult it is to get customers in uh, to to synchronise diaries because obviously we've got a very busy diary ourselves and customers have got busy diaries. So whereas two years ago they could basically do any time, any day, in 2022-23 season it's it's pretty much back to normal now. And that's a good thing. I think obviously when you look back in the last couple of years, no one wanted to be in a situation where we're in, in the middle of a pandemic and we just wanted some return to the norm. Well, in that regard, we seem to be, I'd say we're pretty much back to where we, where we started in terms of availability for, for customers. And it's about customers I wanted to talk about today because one of the, Major things a lot of businesses tend to forget, particularly when you're in the middle of running the business day in, day out, you actually start to forget about the customer. And I think as you go on and become more experienced, I think the you can become so wrapped up in yourself and, and the business and the industry that you're in that it's very easy to take your eye off the ball and, and understand that the primary focus uh, the reason that you're in business is because you have customers. Uh, and because of that, you can almost become detached from from reality about what, what customers actually want and more to the point what, what they don't want. In our company, I, I make it very clear that uh, the customer is very important, but they're not always right. And I, th- and I think... Some companies do get onto a bit of a uh, situation where they perhaps back the customer over the staff. I think that's I think that's a bad idea. I think if you throw your staff under a bus very regularly, then you'll end up with no staff. Empowered staff, motivated staff, give good customer service. So the customer isn't always right and they don't always come first, but they are very important. They're a very important cog in the wheel. And like I said, I think particularly small businesses like ourselves, you can at some point, particularly if you're, if you're very comfortable, you've been doing it a few years, you've got a, a very stable customer base. You could almost kid yourself into thinking that you are almost, 
I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say high and mighty, but obviously, the more the more you're in business, the the the, the less little problems with customers tend to scar you because it's like, well, that's just one customer. And there's there's loads more where they came from. Um, we always find with, with customers, we we learn a lot from customers. I think that's why we increasingly recognize as as being a very good company with very good customer service because we understand that at the heart of it is providing a good customer service. And I think one of the reasons, like I say, is because we understand customers and we understand what they do want. So today I'm I'm gonna go through the five things that, that customers don't care about. And all these five things are things which a lot of businesses tend to major on, but I always scratch my head at them and I think, well, why are you going on about this? Because customers don't really care about it. And you you may get wrapped up in it yourself because obviously it's your business, your baby. But if you think about it as a customer of another business, do you really care about these things? And I probably think you'll find that probably not. So five things that customers don't care about. The first thing that customers don't care about, and this will surprise quite a few people, they don't care about your history. They don't care how long you've been in business. They don't care if you've been in business for a hundred years, two hundred years, or two years. Don't get me wrong, you can create a fantastic backstory if you've got history, if you've got heritage in a business, and you're providing excellent customer service today. Then that that's that's the holy grail. That's what you want—a fantastic backstory with excellent modern-day customer service. If you've got great history and lousy customer service in 2023, all that hundred odd years of experience counts for nothing. And what you tend to find—and again, just going back to the intro—I think some businesses that are in business for a long time can can kind of believe their own hype. They've been around for a hundred years, therefore they will be around come what may. Well, if you look at the likes of Woolworths and Debenhams and CNA and places like that, you will find that, yeah, they were in business for a long, 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 long time, but actually counts for very little. When it comes to the crunch, if you're not delivering what customers want today, your history really doesn't really mean that much to them. And of course, you'll see people lamenting the fact that, oh, there's an, there's another big name lost and all that. And I, I particularly remember it around the time that Woolworths were shutting down. Woolworths was a big uh, name growing up um, when I was a kid. And I remember at the time people lamenting the fact that it was it was sad. And one thing, I, the one thing that struck me at the time was I, I thought to myself, well, I bet you haven't been there for X number of years. So you're actually part of the problem if, if you want to call, if you want to term it like that. And it's true. I mean, I hadn't been in Woolworths for, for, for years because they had lost sight of what the customer really wanted. They had a great history, had a great pedigree, but it actually counted for very little in terms of surviving. So yeah, your, your history is great if you're delivering on that promise year after year and continuing to innovate and continue to be relevant to customers. But if you're not, your history isn't going to save you. Second thing which customers really don't care about is your problems. Now, 
one of the podcasts I enjoyed doing the most last year was um, the one entitled No One Cares About Your Problems. And true enough, people don't care about your staffing problems, your financial problems, your resources problems. It's irrelevant to them. They want the service that they want, and they want it as soon as possible. Some of them wanted it yesterday, some wanted it today, some wanted it tomorrow. But they are not interested in your staffing woes. They're not interested in how you can't get supplies from certain people. It To me, I, I find it slightly odd when companies post on on their social media accounts, these kind of long-winded tales of woe as to why this isn't happening, that isn't happening. I mean, I know the royal family is in the news a bit at the moment for 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 one particular reason, um, and the motto of the royal family is never complain, never explain. And I kind of think that some businesses really need to take a leaf out of their book. <laughs> and yeah, if customers. Um, if they got a query, respond to it directly, but don't go, don't go broadcasting it for all and sundry. Because most of the customers who um, are your customers may not even be worried about this about this particular issue. And you know, if you have got issues, I mean, at the, at the moment, one of the big things is is staffing issues, particularly in the hospitality se- sector. So. Instead of, say, for instance, you're a restaurant or a cafe and you've got 20 tables I mean, and you've only got staff to core 15 of them. I mean, and I mean, you really have only got staff to core 15 of, of them. Take those five, take those five tables out of service. I mean, you could stretch it and try and cover them. But the problem is, if you don't do that, then you run the risk of potentially creating a stretch service. And as opposed to separate, um, disappointing 20 tables you may only disappoint five tables because those five tables aren't in service so but the point i'm getting at is 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 cut your cloth accordingly work within your means and don't go around broadcasting your problems about about the basically the behind the scenes stuff of your business because frankly no one cares if i walk into a shop and there is there's something I want and they haven't got it. Um, a, a brief explanation as to why they haven't got it and when it might might be in is great. But to be honest, by that point, I'll have usually have lost interest and I'll think, oh, I'll just try and order it online. And that's you know that's me being honest. You'll very rarely um, hear me um, talk about um, the death of the high street because I think we're all guilty to a degree of using our own needs and wants and desires and the convenience of shopping online um, rather than going to shops. I mean, the, the whole thing about high streets is a completely different scenario. And obviously there's issues with regarding stock and what they've got in at the time. Whereas obviously online there is that, that is the world, you know, <laughs> place like Amazon is actually the world, are the world's biggest stock room warehouses because they, they can basically get it to you very, very quickly. So don't go, you know, don't spend too much time talking about your problems with regards to backroom stuff because, quite frankly, customers, are just not, they're not particularly bothered. They'll find the solution themselves. The third thing that customers really don't care about, and again, I see this quite a bit, 
um, on various social media channels, they don't really care about what you think of your competition. You'll find that businesses, and it tends to be one-person bands that do it more, um, they they harp on about how they went to do a job and the last person did it wrong and aren't they awful and look at us, we're so great. It just looks very needy and it actually looks very unprofessional. The You really shouldn't be getting into that kind of conversation with customers about other businesses, other trades. At, at Mr. Sutt, we, we just don't do that. Uh, we consider it very unprofessional to 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 pass judgment on on other people and what they've done in in that regard. Um, and the only time I've ever seen it done well is whether it's done tongue in cheek. It tends to be the bigger companies, um, and I think you you have to have the brand to be able to get away with it and it not look bitter and twisted and a bit a bit. Well, a bit weird, really. Uh, I always remember the massive spats between British Airways and uh, Virgin Atlantic. I thought they were they were quite funny and quite humorous, and clearly there were there were there were commercial interests at play here. But I thought they were they were fascinating because they did it on a, a very interesting level, and it, it it was playful. It didn't look particularly. Um, uh, it didn't look. It didn't look particularly. Damaging in the in the long run. I mean, I know there was a um, there was a, a court case and stuff in, involving. There has been court court cases involving companies where it's gone too far. Completely get that, but I think on a on a small to medium and micro business level, I think, I think you I think it's something you should, you should really should stay away from because customers just find it a bit weird. I mean, if and the 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 customers who like it are they actually your customers or they or are they your mates or people in in the trade as well? Because quite honestly, I don't really care what carpet seller number one thinks of carpet seller number two. I honestly don't. I just want to get what I want from either of those. And the more and the more professional they are as a business, the more likely I am to purchase from them. I'm not likely to purchase from a business that goes around mad enough about about their competitors. It's just, it's a, it's a massive turn off for me. So my advice is stay away from that sort of thing. Some people will do it, let them carry on doing it. Cause all it's doing is, it's probably turning customers away from them and towards you. The fourth thing which customers really don't care about is methods. So again, I see it a lot, particularly with trades where they talk about how they do something. And, you know, it's like saying when we switch in, we use X rod manufacturer using this drill make manufacturer and we use this brush head manufacturer. It's like a bit of a snooze fest, really, because it means nothing to, it means nothing to customers. I mean, I, you know, I'm interested in, solutions and results but i really don't care what the methods are and i don't care what tools you use to do them i mean aside from chimney sweeping equipment most most tools and stuff mean absolutely nothing to me i think there's a certain segment of the market where uh, talking about those things is important but i think it that's to do with very niche products 
and services. Uh, and it's usually business to business. It's not usually business to consumer. Um, so I would generally stay away from talking about methods. I, don't, I if if you want to, if you want customers not to be bored to tears with with how you do something, then focus on the solutions and and leave the methods to the to the um, the B two B part of the market. And the final thing which customers don't care about, and this is going to be controversial to a lot of people, they don't care about price really. They they do care about price in some instances. But, here's the big but. If people really cared about prices, they wouldn't go away on some holidays in the middle of July and August. If people cared about prices, they wouldn't buy the Christmas presents a week before Christmas. If people cared about prices, then they wouldn't brawl in Aldi over some some popular drink. I don't even know what it is, but I've seen the stuff on, on social media. The point I'm getting at is that everything has a time, everything has a place, and everything has a price. Now, obviously, if you're trying to sell um, Christmas decorations in June, you might have a problem. People would care about the price then. But if you need some Christmas decorations very, very quickly, and it's week before Christmas, then you'll probably pay, pay pretty much a premium for them. So... It's all about knowing your market, knowing the timing, um, and knowing this, and knowing in, in to some point the the scarcity factor. I talked about uh, some holidays. Yeah, um, there's some people who can only take some holidays in school holidays, and that bumps the price up considerably. But people don't not go on them. They realise that this is the thing. Uh, we want to go on a holiday. We want to go to X destination. We'll pay it. Yep. Yeah, sometimes it might be begrudgingly, um, but they'll do it, and they'll probably go back the following year and the following year. There's whole debates on on pricing, and I think it's one of those things where there is a section of the market which is very price sensitive. And if you are in that section of the market, if you do operate in that in that part of the market, then it will take up quite a a lot of headspace. But even so, even in that part of the market i mean we we see it in 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 sweeping there's people who are desperate to get their chimney swept before christmas so the um the cost kind of almost is a uh, some customers just don't ask the cost because they want the chimney swept and that's the end of it you know uh one street was telling me that they were called out on christmas day to take a nest out of a chimney and the cost was 500 quid and the customer agreed to it because they wanted that fire roaring for their christmas lunch later that day so, you know, I mean, you might say, well, I'll, I would never pay that and all that business, but that's that's you, that's not, everyone has their own priorities. And for that person on that particular day, their priority was getting that fire going for Christmas for, for when they were carving the turkey and stuff. So price is something which tradespeople pour over. I've done a podcast on it on why tradesmen hate raising their prices and it's worth going back and listening to that but really at the end of the day customers the vast majority of customers in terms of price they don't really care yes some do and they're very and they'll be very vocal about it but i think if you look in the round if you've got a customer base which is solely fixated on price then i would suggest that you're in a very 
um, volatile part of the market and your business longevity may not be the same as those who perhaps would be going much further than you in in, ter- in terms of years in business obviously there are many businesses that 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 uh, that uh, base themselves around um pilot high sell it cheap i'm not knocking those businesses at all but i think even so there are there's still a large section just because you sell something very cheap doesn't mean that everyone would only pay that price for it um you, i think you'd be surprised what customers would pay uh, particularly in this in this market where quite frankly everyone's aware that costs are rising and everywhere everyone's aware that the cost of goods isn't cheap anymore and the cost the cost of labor isn't cheap anymore so yeah uh five things there that uh customers really don't care about there are plenty of others i'm sure you would uh you'd be happy to drop me a line and tell me it's david at trade-entrepreneur.co.uk if you're on uh, Twitter, it's at TEP Show, and on our Facebook page, drop a uh, comment in the uh, in the section below this post. So, thanks once again for joining me on the Trade Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, I always enjoy having a having a chat with people about the show. Thank you for the lovely comments from from last week's show for the first of the new year. Like I say, I'm going to carry on doing these for as long as possible, uh, and hopefully we'll have a, a few guests on in the not-too-distant future. But uh, for the meantime, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you all again very soon.